Hello, hello, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Cigar Social with One Smoking Chick. I am your host, Katrina Upshaw, and I am the One Smoking Chick. And uh, today's episode is probably one that I've been anticipating to do for quite some time. It's with my real brother, my blood brother. Um, Not exactly what I wanted in life was to have a sibling, but you know. I got one and it was glorious and it's been glorious ever since. Um, Why is that? What? Why was that even important to add? Because I just wanted people to know I really, you know, I'm I'm honest on my podcast. I didn't want you. But I was saying, they didn't ask for you to say that. Well, they know now. (laughs) (laughs) So, So... So, then this is my cast, so I do what I talk about what I want to. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're absolutely right. But, uh, yeah, this is my brother, uh, Samuel Upshaw. I'm going to let him uh, tell you about himself, and then we'll get into um, what started us to smoke uh, cigars. So Well, uh, as she aforementioned, uh, I am... Aforementioned, nice. The, uh, yes, I have three degrees. Um... (laughs) The <laughs> I have the unwanted younger brother of uh, one smoking chick. True that. Uh, she has been smoking for quite a while. She tried to set a couple of uh, <laughs> trash cans on fire. <laughs> I had a love for the flame. What you want? <laughs> I loved it. But I won't tell all her business. Um, that um, that's the rest of it is actually public record. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, uh, my name is Samuel Upshaw, uh, Samuel Ivan Upshaw, and I am the owner of Ublon Care, uh, located in uh, the wonderful city of Memphis, Tennessee, and um, um, and uh, so um, do lawn care, um, just about any aspect of lawn care, outside of climbing trees. Obviously, it's the winter time, so. Uh, kind of got a little break from that for a little while. And, um, so, but anyway, um, love my older sister. Um, at some point, everybody in the family was doing something in, in the lawn or in the yard at some point. So we're all familiar. She's familiar. I, of course, as well, uh, with that business. So it was a family business, still the family business. Right. And, uh, so we just branched out and began to do some other things and potting. I'm also one half of the off on a tangent podcast, uh, uh, located in Memphis, Tennessee as well. Uh, that's www.offonatangent.com off dash on a tangent.com. And, uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I do, and uh, also the main protagonist and antagonist in my sister's life, which I have no problem, and I'm not ashamed of that. So, what are we discussing? Well, thank you for all of that information. Um, I guess the, I guess the biggest thing that people always ask me um, once they find out we're brother and sister, and I have to apologize, but um, <laughs> they always. Say, well now, I know you all grew up in a particular background. Mm-hmm. So, how did you all start smoking cigars? So, I'll let you go first. How did you get into it? Well, it's probably, uh, I would, prop. well, 
a couple of, I would probably say a couple of things. Um, you were doing it. Um, yeah. And um, so I had wanted to try it out a couple, a couple years prior, but because of the atmosphere, I guess, of the, the shops and the lounges, uh, that's kind of like my atmosphere laid back, you know, uh, you get a chance to talk to people, meet different people, you yeah. get a chance to network, um, you run into people <clears throat> with, um, you know, like interests, uh, it's more than just really, it's really more <clears throat> than just about cigars. It's actually about the experience wrapped mm -hmm. around it. And once you get to know people, those people, they become more than just, um, they become more than just friends. They become family. Right. And, uh, and that's why I named my podcast the Cigar Social because it's more than just cigars. It's the social aspect of cigars, the conversations that come about, the um, the people that you meet. Um, uh, like I said, the conversations, the connections, the commonalities that basic basically humans have, period. It doesn't matter if you're uh, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or, right. you know, a small business owner right. um, sitting down and mixing smoke. Um, takes all of those um, pretenses away. Right. And you're just right. there to enjoy a cigar, right. whether it's for <clears throat> celebration of a business deal or just to relax because something's on the right. line. It's, right. it's, a, it's a social thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about um, cigars and hence the name of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, and being in an environment, you get to, like, like you mentioned, you get to meet people that you probably wouldn't get a chance to meet on the regular basis like just walking up and down the street or right you know people don't really have conversations that much in the grocery store or no. you know somewhere uh somewhere else so it's a place where you really just get a chance to go down go and sit down and relax and and kind of chop it up about life and other stuff and then other things just kind of come up right as you get to know people right, and uh right. so but just a means of relaxation um you know when you are most of the time that I've seen people that you know they get off work, they go get a stick, um, and they relax from whatever day they've had. You know what I mean? And typically, you know, they was like, "Hey, man, I had to come and and decompress from right. what I dealt with that particular day." And it's right. just another method of relaxation. It's another method of winding down. It's a uh, another method of you know, of connecting with other people about maybe some things that you dealt with that particular day as well. Right. So, um, it's just, you know, it's a social, you know, experience. So, um, you know, meeting, like you said, you meet one person from one area, um, that you may not ever get a chance to, you know, to like, cross paths pass pass on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. So, um, meeting, you know, captains of police force and right you know uh cfos of the the food bank and wherever else you get a chance to uh to connect with those type of people and there's a lot of business deals done in those areas you know, i've been able to do that uh, as well so um but just meet people and becoming you know friends and, and even now family with some people that i met so um this has been a great experience so let me ask you this now you mentioned being in memphis but there was a time when you lived in Nashville or outside of Nashville, 
Um, did you um, experience anything in the culture there or it was kind of hit or miss or you just never did it? Or No, no, actually, what that was the first time was in Denver, Colorado in 2013, I believe it was. Okay. And um, so that was my first time. I went downtown Denver. It was a work trip, and we had had some training. And so that evening, we could kind of go do whatever it is we wanted. And they dropped a group of us in one area, and they dropped a group of us downtown. So, and I just, whenever I go out of town, I like to just kind of go off the beaten path right. on my own, by myself, uh, and just kind of see what's out there and check out different things. And I just kept walking. <laughs> and I walked, you know, I went to a restaurant and ate, um, Nice restaurant, I ate by myself, mm-hmm. uh, uh, checked out a couple of shops, bought some stuff, and then I came across this, uh, a lounge, cigar lounge, and uh, just sat in there and, you know, struck up a conversation with the gentleman that was working there. And, uh, you know, I was a newbie at the time, so he just kind of offered some thoughts and ideas or whatever. And that's when I kind of started to get interested in the culture and um, what it was all about and, and just, you know, that that was kind of my introduction to it, and when I went and came back home at that time to Nashville, I rarely ever got the opportunity to do so because I was such so involved in work and family at that right, particular right. time, and uh, so I never really got the chance to. So coming back home and things changing, um, had the opportunity to to you know engage in the culture and become a part of the culture, and it's it's been a great thing. It's been a great experience ever since. So, yep. See, oddly enough, you lived in Nashville for a while, and I'm preparing to move to Nashville. And the um, the culture in Nashville was a different one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, being a woman, unfortunately, can be a bit of a handicap when you go into certain lounges because um, either the attendants aren't attentive, mm-hmm. their customer service just flat out sucks, or they group all the women into one category, which is, you know, flavor-infused cigars. Right, right. And um, the experiences that I had in Nashville uh, at that time, I think uh, that was in, what's this, 2021? So it may have been like 2017, 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was horrible. And I hated it. Ended up getting the, I ended up getting the sticks that I was going to get at one place, but the service was so bad, I didn't even spend my money there. I ended up going to a mom-and-pop shop. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which I will say their names. They are uh, Nashville Smoking Ale. Great spot. Mm-hmm. Ended up going there, and they were really nice. And I ended up buying sticks there and going back to my hotel and smoking um, out on the balcony. But I really wanted to experience it in a lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, and theirs was kind of small, and it was kind of late in the evening. And I was frustrated by that time, so I just didn't even stay. But um, I didn't like that experience in in that city at the time. Mm-hmm. So um there will be some, you know, changes and upgrades made. We won't get into that right now. Mm-hmm. But uh so when you first started, when you were in Denver, what did you smoke? Was what was your what was your I, first smoking experience I like? What did you remember. smoke? You remember what you smoked? I can't remember. It was I don't know. Um I, I really can't never forget my first cigar. I re- I can't remember. I I it was something like it was something just basic and huh. it, it wasn't like I I don't I can't I don't know why I can't remember 
but I do remember the first one I had when I when I came back here. It was a uh, League of Bravada number nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was League of okay. Bravada number nine. Okay. And then um, I'm trying to figure out what else I tried after that, but I know that was the first one when I came here. But I, I don't know why I can't remember the one in Denver, but that was the first one. It was a League League of Number Nine. Well, my first with um, my two best guy friends, Dallas and Dion. They brought me two cigars that night. It was after a show that I had done two weeks prior. My very first lead show. And um, Dallas brought me a, <laughs> a Gurkha Ghost. And Dion brought me a uh, Double Chateau Fuente. And I spat like nobody's business with that Gurkha <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> puh, puh, puh. <laughs> I was doing Tom and Jerry spitting that night, Pimp. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Daffy Duck spitting. It was terrible. <laughs> but I was determined to smoke this cigar. I was determined because, first of all, they cared enough about me to teach me. Right. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Right. And after that, I did not get cigar sickness because they told me don't inhale. Right, right. right you know, exactly. draw, right. blow. Right. That was it. Yeah, so it. I yeah. did that. And then I was rewarded. I had a, I had a cup of coffee mm -hmm. in between because we were sitting at the Cheesecake Corner, uh, downtown Memphis. And uh, so we had See, Cheesecake. The, 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 the main dude? Yeah. The, the, main not, guy, so, the not so the, pleasant guy. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the <laughs> I call him the Cheesecake Nazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Cheesecake for you today. <laughs> Shout out to the cheesecake Nazi. You listening? Probably cuss me out. <laughs> we had cheesecake, and I um, had a cup of coffee to cleanse my palate. That's what they told me. So great, mm -hmm. and I did that. And uh, so after that, I smoked that Chateau Puente, and it was. There we go. We're back now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that Fuente was much more smooth, much much more enjoyable, um, and I I I've, I've been smoking ever since, mm -hmm. and that was in 2013, and uh, I remember how relaxing it was and how cool it was mm -hmm. to first of all sit here with two guys and I'm the only girl, mm -hmm. you know, sitting there and people walking by looking like yeah okay, mm -hmm. that part was cool, mm -hmm. but mostly it was just the <clears throat> relaxation and the enjoyment of it and the conversations we, we were a close-knit group of friends anyway mm -hmm. and that just seemed to just bring us even closer, closer right. yeah and right. I've, I've loved it ever since yeah. I've loved it ever since and I think um, when it's done out of interest rather than obligation because a lot of young ladies come to the lounges where I work mm -hmm. and they're smoking because their guy is smoking right 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 right, right. and uh, they don't they don't know the first thing about it, and they're trying to smoke exactly what he's smoking, mm -hmm. and he could be smoking anything, yeah. and they yeah. want to, you know, <clears throat> do what they do, mm -hmm. and um, I, I enjoy very much kind of, you know, guiding them and saying, you know, let's start with this, let's try this, but it's not so, not as strong as, mm -hmm. you know, him smoking a MX2, or, mm -hmm. you know, uh you know, some just anything, yeah. even something mild, can be too much for a beginner. Right for a beginner, yeah, right. because they don't know what they're doing. Right. But right. I do not initially take them to something flavored. Right. You know, I will 
if they're so, afraid. So I have a question about the flavor stuff. Okay. What is the stigma around flavored <laughs> cigars? <laughs> so, what, what is that about? So unfortunately, even though flavor-infused cigars are a very, 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 very big seller mm -hmm. in lounges, um, most cigar purists or cigar snobs, mm -hmm. they, uh, they sneer at the Tatianas, the acids, and consider them not to be real cigars, and I completely disagree. Right. Because I think there's one thing I, I do love about the culture is how expansive it is. I don't like the snobbishness of it. Right. Because there's enough room for everybody, right, for everybody. to enjoy what right. they enjoy. Exactly. Now, me as a humidor attendant and an aspiring tobacconist, my job is to take you from that infused cigar, take mm -hmm. you from that groovy blue, take you from that, you know, cherry or, or vanilla Tatiana and bring you a little further into, you know, the right. natural cigar fold. Right. But it's not because it's a horrible smoke or, oh, I never. Right, it's just, right, right, right. It's just, it's right. just the style <clears throat> look down on it. Just like they do the uh, the upsetters. Yeah. By foundation, yeah. you know, they uh, it smells like, uh, yeah. I think I heard on one, one guy's podcast that it smelled like, um, smelled like Tony Soprano. Oh. I was like, how the hell do you I, know what Tony's, my Tony Soprano smells like? If a person likes a flavoring fused cigar, let them like that cigar. Right. It's okay. Right, right, right. It just may not be what you prefer. Right. So it's just it's just the stigma of it being a step above maybe a black and mild or a swisher sweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually have a lot of bikers on Sundays at our downtown location, Robusto by Havana Mix in Memphis. Uh, shout out Big Rob and Rob. I have a lot of bikers, big burly cats coming in buying flavor-infused cigars. <laughs> they like them. Well, I mean, and I sell them. It's like, well, <clears throat> I never understood. I mean, I now that you've explained that, now I understand why people crack jokes about you know people smoking those because i hear people be like ah, that's why you gotta you know you smoke tatiana's man i don't smoke no tatiana's right, right, you know right. what i'm saying right, right. that type of thing right. so now it makes sense yeah uh this always i think with any uh any consumer good right you've got so <clears throat> so when I was, I used to, as you know, I used to work for Kroger, right? Right. And uh, so I was, at that particular time, I was in merchandising. And it was right around the time, this is, I'm tying this into this, it was right around the time when Kroger first started selling wine. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't grow up knowing anything about wine right. at all. Right. So You didn't. Um, um, you just knew it was a sin. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so when I had the, the first experience when we went and ate and I'm sitting at the table with, you know, VPs and all these people. So everybody's drinking something. And, uh, so I never understood the culture around that as well. Right. But when we started to carry it in the stores, there was, we had tastings prior to mm -hmm. like pairings with mm -hmm. uh, uh, cheese and mm -hmm. uh, other uh, foods and whatnot. And so, but as far as the, the comparison of like what's like low end or high end, I came to find out that there's not a lot of difference in an $8 wine versus a $40 bottle of wine. Right. And so w meaning that 
And this is something I heard uh, Gary Vee mention, that quality is subjective. Quality is subjective. So, so yes. if you, you know, now you do have, <clears throat> excuse me, you do have uh, some sticks that are, you know, that yeah. I would say, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, yeah, right, right, exactly. They're that. It, yeah. Right, yeah. And yeah. then you have some that you're like, hey, this is the best. Now, it does not necessarily represent the cost or the retail of no, it. No, because I was in yeah. Miami a few years ago and had a $40 cigar and I could have fed it to a dog. Yeah. It was so terrible. Yeah. But I had well, an $8 cigar and I went back and bought a box. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's pricing, interesting, so eh, with that, that like, doesn't matter. I, and, I, and so now I'm learning. <clears throat> With that, the um, um, the Andalusian Bull is not the most expensive stick in the shop, but it's one of the most sought after sticks. And that's because they released them. Right. They released them so sporadically. Right, right. So yeah, they're but almost a like a collector's thing. Item, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. a quality stick. It's a great stick to and, me, and people love it. It's a great stick to me. But it's not the most expensive one no. in the shop, no. right? No. Um, and I've seen people get some of the you know, $32 sticks, right? And be like, man, this is terrible. Like, this odd. Because like, it's their like, palate, right, it's not it, enjoyable. Exactly. Right. So what's interesting is always funny when you see people come in the, in the human door to come in the shop and, like, give me the most expensive one you get, right? Yes, sir, it's my response. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Spoken by a true salesman, true salesperson. If if it's on the shelf, I'm getting it out the door. (laughs) And I've been in there when you in there and somebody said, give me the most expensive one you got. And I just dropped my head like, you fool. (laughs) I'm sorry. I call him out a fool. But you idiot, you. Darling. Come here, darling. Steepy, you idiot. (laughs) That has absolutely nothing. To do with quality because I it's instantly expensive. turn into Jessica Rabbit yeah, when they like, do that. Come on, I dude. instantly turn like, into Jessica Rabbit. So, oh, uh, that's where you want to go. Give me the most expensive one you got. Let's oh, go. Really, how many you want? Oh, Let's give me go. five. Oh, like, oh right. Sure thing, because I know you know absolutely nothing about you know what nothing. you purchase. That's the other thing. At least know about it before you go. Learn something about it before you go and buy. So that was the thing for me. Even when I learned about wine was. Like you can go to you can go to the grocery store and get a good bottle of wine that didn't cost you right a whole lot of money right right so anything that you get involved with from a cultural standpoint does not always the price of it does not always reflect the enjoyment of it or the quality right. of it to yourself because it's all subjective so that was an interesting thing for for me to see learning about wine and then come back and learn about cigars is kind of the same thing. It's like even with different types of coffees, the same way right. quality is all subjective. So, right. um, you know, from a new, uh, I say I'm still kind of a, a neophyte, so to speak, um, you know, find something that you like that you, you know, find something that you like and then just kind of, you know, try different things. And but the thing about whatever. it is though, the, the thing that those three things have in common, just like with, a bourbon or a whiskey or a scotch. Mm-hmm. It's all about the blend. Right. It's all right. about the blend. It, how much time did they take to blend those flavors right. together right. to make it a harmonious smoke, mm-hmm. a harmonious glass of wine, a harmonious, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, neat shot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
those it's all about the blend and there are some companies that spend a whole lot of money mm -hmm. on blending right. and quality right and then there are others that spend a whole lot of money on packaging right 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 you know what i'm saying so if you like it bright and shiny and really neat and cool mm -hmm. then that's where they're going <clears> to <throat> those mm -hmm. people spend that that money on that to that mm. too is one of those things where you have to you have to drink around mm -hmm. and see what you like. Right. You have to smoke around to see what you like. You have right. to, I mean, it's just it's what that is. The same thing in clothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know full well that you're not going to get a, a quality piece of um of uh fabric or a quality shirt or pair of pants from um Family Dollar mm -hmm. as opposed to going to you know, Macy's or, you know, right. some other high-end place. Right. But right. if you're in a crunch, that's where you go. That's where you to go. To get you through yeah. what you got to get yeah. through. Yeah. But it's all about that quality right. and that blend. Right. So, right. you know, and not to say that time, is, necessity hey, takes over. Or, hey, like, I can't get to this other place. Right. I'll need, right. you know, whatever right. I need. And, I, and here's the right. most available. And that's what thing. I told a guy last week. Don't get caught up in the price of a, of a stick because... There are some great sticks that are seven, six dollars. Mm -hmm. They are great, great mm -hmm. smokes. Doesn't mean that they're a bad smoke because they're six, seven dollars. That's mm -hmm. just a great bargain stick. Mm -hmm. And at the other end of the spectrum, like I said, I had that one. I don't even remember what it was. It was so bad. This stick was forty six dollars. Mm -hmm. And I probably I probably got through that first third and it just it did not improve. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. Fortunately I didn't buy it. It was a gift to me. And I was gonna smoke it because they gave it to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, this is this is trash. Right. So it was all about that blend. Right. You know, and my palate is pretty pretty my palate's pretty well expanded. So mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't I wasn't new to it at that point, but it's all about the blend. Yeah. It's definitely all about the blend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When you got into the culture as an adult because I introduced Josh, my oldest, when he was 20, he was 21. Mm -hmm. He asked me when I teach him how to smoke cigars, and I was like, absolutely. And it was such an enjoyable ex experience to sit on my porch and teach him how to relax and enjoy himself with mm -hmm. a cigar. Um, what, is this, what is it for you um, when you're smoking? Do you, um, I know it's a calming factor, but do you ever sit and smoke by yourself or do you always have to have, cause there are some people who they'll come to the lounge only when other people are there. Mm -hmm. And then there are some people they come, Oh, I'm so glad nobody's here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, which do you prefer either, or either is it just or. depends it's, on what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. It just depends on what's going on. Either or it doesn't matter <clears> to me. I'm a pretty, <clears throat> pretty balanced individual. So, you know, sometimes it's just kind of sitting there and, um, going through emails or, you know, reading or whatever the case is, or just sitting there enjoying the playoff game. Right, right. And then sometimes it's you sitting there with, you know, somebody that you've met or known and you're having a conversation about something, you're chopping it up. Um, it's It just kind of depends on the day and what's going on. Cause, right. You know, so, and then the thing I do like about it is people typically say, hey, you know, can I, can I sit down with you here? Right, or can I have right, a seat or whatever? Right. Uh, but that's what busy. I love about Memphis, though. That's yeah. what I really, really love about Memphis. Anytime I go out of town, I always go to at least two or three lounges in that particular city. And I know a lot of people don't know, but they're going to learn. I am a, I'm a cheerleader for Memphis, Tennessee. Like mm -hmm. Memphis is, Memphis is home. Mm -hmm. is, yeah, <laughs> for me. Mm -hmm. 
But man, some of the best experiences I've had mm -hmm. as a cigar smoker were here. Mm -hmm. Because those, like I said, those pretenses and those, you know, mm. those airs, I didn't get it. When I first started smoking in 2012, and I was going to a couple of places, um, I felt at home at Havana Mix. Right. That was home. So if right. I was going with my guy friends, if I was going by myself, I enjoyed the atmosphere yeah. at Havana yeah. Mix. It yeah. felt like home. The yeah. owner, Rob Hunter, would speak. The bartenders were great. Mm -hmm. Whoever was working the humidor was mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, they knew cigars. Mm -hmm. They knew them. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just a person standing there. What I absolutely hate, it's like if I go to a restaurant and it could be a new or old restaurant, it doesn't matter. And I said, what's your favorite thing on the, on the menu? The quickest way for me to leave that spot is for you to yeah. say, I don't, I don't eat know. here. Yeah, well, I don't eat here. Yeah. What? How are you selling something <clears throat> that you don't you know what I'm saying? So being there, mm -hmm. I my knowledge grew as far as cigars and my palate grew mm -hmm. because at the time it was a guy named Christian that worked there. And um, he would say, oh, you had so-and-so last time. Try this. Mm -hmm. And I would try it. Oh, nice. LaVon, same thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you had so-and-so -and -so last time? Okay, well, let's try this. You've had that a couple times already. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. And it just never was a bad experience for me. Like I said, whether I was there alone or whether I was there with other people. It was just a cool, cool spot to just mm -hmm. go and chill. Like you say, watch the game, um, get business done, mm -hmm. hide away, decompress for the day, whatever. I, I had an experience like that at Houston's restaurant. And what was impressive was, you mentioned restaurants, was I hadn't been there in a long time. But it's one of... It's one of my favorite restaurants. Really? It is. But I hadn't been there in such a long time. So I went, um, and what was impressive, as you mentioned, was the server said, hey, I just want to let you guys know what the um, specials are mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then he goes further and says, hey, I like. Right. Such and such and such and right. such, such, such. Right, right. Which made me be like, oh, okay, really? And but he wasn't just saying it. He was like, man, I've tried everything. Tell. Right, you can tell. You can tell when somebody really has really yeah. eaten there, or yeah. they're just trying to sell you something. Right. He was like, no, the the braised ribs or the da 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 da, and the mashed potatoes. Like, man, it tastes good with this. And he was like, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. You help me make my decision real quick then. And he's like, this your appetizer, blah blah blah. But he knew it and he tried it. But that's the difference between a quality experience and quality environment versus somebody just trying to sell you something right. to get you out the way. Right. Because it's supposed to be an experience. It's supposed you're selling. So, I, that's what yeah, I told. It's supposed my to boss. be an experience. It's I'm selling an experience. experience. Yeah, not just the product. Right. Not just the place, but the right. entire experience. Right. And so that I mean, that's what takes people back. That's what brings people back. That's what creates. Uh, loyal clientele, uh, friends and family mm -hmm. that creates that type of atmosphere, and uh, and I never get one of the earlier times I started going to Havana. Um, even before I think people knew we were sister and brother, mm -hmm. 
it was just the service was just on point. Yeah. Uh, the engagement, the attentiveness. Right. Um, and that's what you want when you want to go enjoy a stick is you want that type of environment. Right. And then looking at what what they were doing for other people. It wasn't that these folks been around longer, so I'm gonna treat them better than you. They treated me the same way and it was my first couple of times coming. Right. And they didn't so, know you were my brother. And they didn't know. They had no idea. So you were that's my what was impressive and yeah. I think that's what makes for a good experience at any shop and a lot of shops can learn from that because once you do that, you don't have to work like people are going to come back. <laughs> like they're gonna come back. Rain, sleet, snow. Right. They're gonna come back. Right. And um because of and this other thing I wanted to point out, because of a lot of the things that we've gone through, in particular the last year and a half with COVID, with you know, the markets, with recession and da 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 da, being in that environment allows people to get away from it's an escape. An escape from yeah. the pressures, the anxieties, the uh uh you know, things that they Just have the struggled with, the, the rate of, of what's right. going on. Right. You can go and sit down, have blow a stick, blow it off. off. And you may sit down with somebody that can help you talk through because right. it's, it's therapeutic in a lot it of ways. It is therapeutic. Um, I've had experiences where I've sat with people that I had no expectations of knowing. Like I had no clue that they were, they specialized in the area that I needed some help in at that particular time. Right, right. But I was in the environment and we had the conversation. And it's like, hey man, what's going on, man? I don't know, man, I'm good. Uh, you know, just kind of chilling, man. Just got no work. What do you do? You don't mind me asking. Well, I might do lawn care. What do you do? I, man, I'm law. I'm a lawyer. Or I, I, I'm a, uh, 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 I work in operations or, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. And you start dialoguing and then things come out automatically. I'm like, oh man, I know somebody can help you out with that. Like, right. hey, call this person. Or like, right. oh man, I can help you with that right there, right now. Like, what do you need to know about that? Right. Oh, well, right. this is this, this. Oh, that's easy. Whatever. So that's another way of it's not just about smoking, it's not just about sipping on a drink or having some food. It's about the therapy that you get within that experience yeah. that can possibly keep, you know, can possibly keep you level with something that you're going through. Right. Um, because again, there are some times that like, I don't know a lot of places where you can go and sit by yourself and relax. Right. Watch a game. Right. Get some reading done, get some work done. There's not a lot of places you can do that outside of like a coffee shop. Right. Coffee shops are a little bit loud. Yeah. People are, you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. are constantly coming in out of the cigar shop, but it's not as loud. You no. know what I'm saying? No. And so... And cigar smokers are pretty attentive to other right, cigar to others, smokers. So if you right. see somebody sitting to the side with their earphones on, you know, right. they're hey. handling business or they just want a minute. So right. you'll, they'll come in and speak, right. but then they'll go on and right. they'll, they'll and go sit thing. someplace else. Like, they respect right. that space, right. you know, that, right. that person's in. Right, right. Yeah. And so, you know, from a, from a, I guess, from a cultural perspective, that is important to the working class person, the everyday person, like you need that moment of like quietness or getaway. Right. And then you, you know, you <clears throat> go ahead and engage with other folks. You know what I'm saying? When, when it's the time for it. Cause I mean, I'm all for the, you know, the rah, rah and whatever, like with other people. So the, that's fun as well, because again, you get to engage with other people and then not always be so serious it's right. fun it's i mean right. i sat at a table not long ago with 
you know, some Memphis police officers. Mm -hmm. And they, these guys see the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. And for sitting at that table, having some sticks and talking back and forth, help them to process a lot of stuff that they see on a daily basis. Right. And listening to them say that, actually say that, like, hey, man, like, I, we got to come and sit down and do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we we this we need this because yeah. we see stuff yeah. horrible stuff every day. Yeah. So it ain't just about you know like we need this time. You know right. what I'm saying? And they're like they'll tell you like man you know I seen some horrible stuff this week. I just need to come here and chill for yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and that's what makes it the important as well. Wonderful like that. Exactly. It's and wonderful yeah, like that, that. And that's what makes yeah. it important uh, for people to be able to share. So let me ask you a question. Okay. So. Um, um, from a, from a, um, so from a perspective, from a woman's perspective. Okay. You finally got that out. Yeah. <laughs> what, how do you see the culture or the industry even gearing sales or marketing more towards women? Is now because the cigar culture has obviously grown so much in uh -huh. the last several years. Uh -huh. How do you see that becoming more, like more not centered towards women, but more inclusive of women and what like your, you know, nuances or whatever may be in this in, at this time that is. And since you're working in the industry, I'm telling you that the space that's being um, taken up by women in the cigar culture is. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, we have owners. We have master blenders. You know that are that are ladies. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite cigar lines is uh, Trace Linda's Cubanas out of Miami, and it's it's some Afro Cuban women blending some amazing cigars. Mm -hmm. um, so we've moved out of, but not necessarily left the um, apparel side of it. You know, we're we're still doing T-shirts, and we're still still doing. Beautiful picks and accessories. Uh, Bella Cigar Picks is one. Mm -hmm. um, um, Brown Eyed Smoke with her line, another one. We're mm -hmm. still doing that, but we're also doing more and more on the business side of things. Right, right. Uh, ownership. Right, right. That's, uh, that's blending. what I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 getting, it's getting much more inclusive uh, and welcoming mm -hmm. because fortunately that, um, and I don't like to say it, but it's what it is. Fortunately, that that good old boy at attitude about cigar smoking mm -hmm. is dying out. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, as it should, as yep. it should. Mm -hmm. uh, humans evolve, mm -hmm. and uh, you know they're not looking at women to just bring the cigars out. Right. You know, with you know right. a low cut blouse and looking right. sexy. Right, right. Uh, exactly. You exactly. know, it's it's truly, truly exactly. a part of a lot exactly. of our lives, and uh, being educated about it, being aware of what's going on, even with the. Uh, even with the industry itself and how things are being taxed and, mm -hmm. you know, where, where tobacco comes from and the process that it goes through, mm -hmm. we're getting a whole lot more involved in that. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great time to be a woman in the yeah. industry, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because I think that, um, you know, there are so many areas that particularly, because, you know, I... I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to business and anything that, you know, that pertains to business, I'm reading about it, uh, engaging in it. So obviously 
you know, when you, you know, I went, when I became, uh, uh, um, became a part of the culture, like I want to know about the business side too. Right. It's, it's always fascinating how, uh, how, you know, different businesses operate. And so seeing that, um, seeing the growth of the industry as a whole, um, and understanding where women can, where opportunities for women can be and looking at what you've been able to do from the sales side, um, is excellent. Um, and then looking at, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of male dominated industries that are now flipping, um, to be more balanced. And because, and that's all the, we ask for is the balance. Yeah. We yeah. don't ask to take over. Right. You know, we right. like, we like to be able to sit and mix smoking conversation with right. the men, but don't treat us right. like we're right. accessories. Right. right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't treat us like that. Um, mm -hmm. cause that's not what we are. Right. We're cute. We right. pretty, mm -hmm. but sometimes we're, well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, daddy. <laughs> but uh, we hadn't laughed in a while, so I had to throw that in there. <laughs> but you know, be be fair about it. And right. if you won't be fair, then right. we'll just take fair. Right, right. Well, oh, okay, then, you won't give us a shot. Right. We'll just take it. Right, because you know, I, we'll I mean, it. when I learned about uh, the you know women that actually roll them, I'm like, well, what women do we have working in? the you know the transportation pop pipeline like who's in charge of you know pricing them like mm -hmm. what like you know packaging mm -hmm. and all that type of mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. are they in, you know involved with the design yeah. you know of the the uh, uh uh the writing on the pack like you know what i'm saying because yeah. it's always like women are always involved in it just don't get promoted right in it because you really couldn't do anything without women anyway nothing. and um so in any uh, growing culture, you know, seeing that is so important. You being a part of that culture, and also, um, and also, in, in a potential uh, um, operator, uh, a mode like that's very important. Seeing that because you open yourself up to also attracting a another lane of clients. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Um, right. It's just like. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is um, how Rihanna, her Fenty, uh, Savage Fenty line, right? I was just talking to somebody about this last week, how I'm like from a, I, I enjoyed Rihanna as an artist, obviously, but from a business perspective, like she and her team are just, they're sniper, they're sniper they're, focused. They are. Like it's am, like focus. it's amazing. Yeah. How they, when she did that, yeah, that, that lingerie line, yeah, and included yeah. plus size women yeah. like myself, yeah, I was sold on it, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. again, being a, a larger woman, a plus size woman, whatever you want to call it, yeah, you know, Victoria's Secret, they weren't thinking about yeah, me, yeah, yeah, they it's, weren't, yeah, and you know, it was all about was, that particular yeah, look, which, and that's not how right, all of us look. Right, so right. when Re came out with that, and it right. was like the smaller chicks. Yeah. And the medium yep, chicks yep, and the big yep, girls. Yep, yep, yep. Ma'am. Yep, yep. You and already you yeah, already got yeah. your finger on the pulse of right, expansion right, right, when right, you include right. everybody. That's, right, that's right, everybody wants right. to be right. Everybody wants to be like, right. uh um represented. Right, right. And everybody so, wants to be represented. And seeing that I was like, dude, this is like 
It's ingenious. And it was just like, easy. It, it was, was so like, easy. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. So I'm like, so Victoria's Secret, y'all let this musician, singer, sneak up on y'all like this. And, and now they're and, closing like yeah, crazy yeah. everywhere. They're not even having the shows like they no. used to. Because no. nobody's buying their stuff anymore. No. But that's no. what happens when you when you sit in this ivory tower and you think that because a thing has gone a certain way for so long, it's going to stay that way. No, it's not. Yeah, it's going to change whether you want it to change. or not. It's so you can change. be on the cusp. You can be on the front end of that change, right? And how people say you can be or on the right side the of history. Up. Or you can be on the catch-up. Or you can be left, left out altogether. all together. And that's what's exactly. happening to a lot of people. So exactly. seeing what... and. With Savage Fenty, they're selling men's right. underwear. Yeah. I saw one of my friends on our Instagram. He had a robe on yesterday, and that joint was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So so when I thought about that, referring to cigar industry, how, like, hey, even though this has been kind of a male-dominated thing for so long, there are a lot of ways to balance that situation. I include women as well. So when you see a Savage Fenty, offering stuff for guys because i saw it last week i was like they sell guy stuff i'm like for real genius so it's smart it's so smart so from that from a from a business perspective you have to have people you have to work with people who are forward thinking and understand that the culture is always going to be aligned with what people spend their time on spend their money on Right, and involve themselves with, yep. okay, that they believe in, yep. think about the yep. whole thing. It doesn't matter what it is. When you talk about culture, those aspects of culture are going to be affected by what people pull out of their pockets. Yep. And so, in order for if you got a product, you got a service, anything you're placing somewhere in front of somebody, in order for that to grow long term, have longevity. You have to include people who are been been outsiders for a while or been whatever period of time they've been outsiders, and you say, "Hey, what do you think about something that will be offered right. to you? What's your ideas on that?" Right. So when you mentioned about about the about women, the company more seeing more women companies, seeing more women providers, like even on the tech, the product side instead of just like you know the apparel and stuff like that, but actually right. on the physical product side, right? That's very very important um and it's great to see because also it creates more job opportunities uh and it becomes an inspiration like i want to see a line complete line like inspired by women for women's month or whatever it is like there should be promotion of hey these lines are started by women da 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 da, da from this area from this area from kind of like whatever. the uh, like the uncle nearest <clears throat> Whiskey, exactly, is. exactly, you know, it's, exactly. It was, um, it's headed by a woman. Mm -hmm. The master blender is a woman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are men that work there too, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a very very female uh, driven a company, mm -hmm. and they're they're winning by leaps and bounds. By so leaps I would and bounds, love to see a by, cigar line by like leaps that. and bounds. Yeah. Like Uncle Nearest is killing it. Yeah, like and there's no going back on that. No. Like Uncle Nearest is killing. No, like, and and. No. and there's nobody that will argue with you, even in that industry, and even in uh, uh, the sales aspect that'll tell you different. No, like there is this Jack Daniels get pushed to the side. Um, 
whoever else, all of them get have gotten pushed aside yeah. because of a black man named Nearest Green that Who taught, taught Jack Daniels how to how make to whiskey. Steal whiskey. And then now his family, his what, yeah. great niece. I think it's his great niece, great, great niece, niece or great great niece, niece or great great granddaughter. Yeah. Her name is Miss yeah. Victoria, but right, right. she's the master blender. Right. And so seeing Jim. I'll see you in May, Miss Victoria, because we gotta smoke on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing that and seeing black women head that I up. I say Victoria or Virginia. You Her said, name is Victoria. You said Victoria. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Getting a little up in age. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm getting ready to turn to, 50. Did you have to put your glasses on to say that? Uh, no. I'm yeah. not put my glasses on when I cuss you out, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see the words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Before we close, uh, thank you so much for being on thank my, you. Thank you. my podcast fun. today. You'll have to fun. come back and do uh, another. Absolutely. Where you're much more respectful of <laughs> me as a host. <laughs> I was very respectful. I, was, I didn't insult you but twice, <laughs> I think. Just two. <laughs> That's a record. <laughs> Oh, it is no match for how many times you insult me on a daily hey, basis. I'm eight years older than you. No, it's, so it's I'm not. A, no, to no, check no, 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 no. That's my no, job no, no, as that's a big not, sister. No, no, no. You got me beat by years as far as insults. But I, was I being taught insult. you. But I taught it you. It doesn't matter how to. No, no, no. It, receive. It, it, no, no and you did not. No, you did not. To teach. give insults. No, you, you are the checker you, that you are because of me. No, that's not. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh huh. I know maybe that's the truth. Maybe that is I know true. that's the truth. Maybe that is true. I know that's the truth. Maybe that's true. I, yeah. I give you credit for that one. Thank you. I give you Thank credit. Thank you. Give me my flowers, Punk. I got that. Yes, now. those flowers are probably. <laughs> you good. are you are strong because of me. <laughs> <laughs> the force is strong with you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Come back, yes, and thank do you. another. Thank you for I having appreciate me. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate I love you. you. Love you. Love you. You're times my brother. You're my only brother. Yes. I'm really glad about that. But yes. anyway, that's another show for another day. Uh, <laughs> next my, time, when you you're my only sister, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I got two. I got two. I'm sorry. I'm lying. I'm sorry. I got another. <laughs> I mean, just unnecessary. <laughs> just unnecessary. That was an unwarranted untruth. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't. Then nobody asked for that lie. I gave it to you. Unsolicited lie. I gave it to you. Just an unsolicited lie. So you have it. That was free. Anyway, um, thank you again. This has been uh, the Cigar Social with One Smoking Chick. Uh, I am your host, Katrina Upshaw. I am the One Smoking Chick. And you can find me on all social media, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, The One Smoking Chick. So uh, get with me and stay smoky. Bye. God bless.